0: It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's get into some buys and sells. I'll get into my first buy here. And that's David Montgomery, okay? Everybody who has Jameer Gibbs is going to hate me, and I think I do anticipate Gibbs to have a bigger role when Monty is back than he did earlier in the year, okay? So I do anticipate that. You don't have that type of impact in two games and then just get relegated back to an ins- almost insignificant role, right? However, I think there are a lot of questions in this backfield as to how it will be deployed moving forward, and I think after these two games that Gibbs had, especially on national television, I think a lot of people think that Montgomery took a real hit here um, and that we're not going to see the same role for him when he's back. Uh, But I do think at the very least, Montgomery is still going to be the primary rusher. He's still going to be the goal line guy. I think that part is obvious, but I think that's enough. Like that's all he needs. Like we saw Jamal Williams do it last year. Montgomery has already cashed all of my overs on his season touchdown props for me. Right, look at the schedule coming right. up after their bye when Montgomery is scheduled to come back. Chargers, Chicago, Green Bay, New Orleans, okay, but then Chicago, Denver after that again. These those are five bottom ten fantasy matchups for running backs in six weeks. Zach, I think he's going to be a high end RB two the rest of the way.
2: Yeah, he has to be, and I I love Jameer Gibbs. I love what we've seen these past two weeks, but it's just not going to continue, and. I, I know people are going to hate you for it. You said people are going to hate, hate you for it, but this is the reality. Sometimes the truth hurts, and this is what's going to happen with Dave Montgomery. They're not going to just pull him out and not use him anymore. They're not just going to turn to Jameer Gibbs like they wouldn't do for Dave Montgomery. Look at Dave Montgomery. He scored those touchdowns. Jameer Gibbs, in the games that he's had these big games, and you know, he's had these big games the past two weeks, he's had trouble kind of at the goal line. He's had some goal line carries close to the goal line in the red zone where he just doesn't really do a whole lot. His score came from 27 yards out and he had another long score against the Ravens the week before that. So I don't think that this is a situation where Jameer Gibbs is going to take over those touches. Dave Montgomery is going to come back. It's easy to forget Dave Montgomery now that we've seen Jameer Gibbs do this, but the Lions aren't going to forget what they have with Dave Montgomery. And honestly, it seems like Dave Montgomery fits the type of offensive philosophy Dan Campbell has a little bit more than Jameer Gibbs, even though Jameer Gibbs electric, fantastic player but dave montgomery the ground and pound just we're gonna come at you three run plays in a row in the red zone we're gonna give it to dave montgomery every time that's not gonna go away i think dave montgomery has that floor like you mentioned i think the floor is an rb2 you know i think the upside he'll have rb1 weeks still the rest of the way he only needs to score two touchdowns you mentioned we saw it from jamal williams so i'm in on that one i think you should definitely buy him especially if his manager whoever has dave montgomery is thinking "Uh uh-oh Well, here comes Jameer Gibbs. And we're talking, there's right now speculation about Jameer Gibbs' role. How big could it be? Once we find out what that's going to be, that that trouble, all that worrying about it disappears. You know what you have. So you have to take advantage of not knowing what you have yet with Dave Montgomery. I have my own buy, not a running back, but it's a wide receiver, and it's Keenan Allen. Now, He could have had a bigger game against the Bears Sunday, but the Chargers ran away with that one like they were supposed to against Tyson Bajan. No one was expecting that to be a really close game. They didn't need to push the ball downfield. The good news for you, if you're looking to buy Keenan Allen, and you should, his production has cooled all the way down from the beginning of the season, but his target share hasn't at all. When you split up Allen's eight games played this season in the first four and the last four, he has the same target share in both of those time spans. 29% target share in weeks one through four, another 29% target share in weeks five through eight. He is consistent. That is exactly what you want to see. That's with Austin Eckler having been back these past three weeks. And that's with Mike Williams playing in those first three games of the season. So players have been in and out of the lineup. Things have changed on the Chargers offense. Keenan Allen is still getting those targets. Using those same splits when we talk about production, we find that Allen, he was averaging 25.8 PPR points per game through weeks one through four. That placed him as a wide receiver, two in that time span. But in weeks five through eight, these past four, he's down to just 15.3 points per game which places him as a wide receiver 31 in that span. So we've said this many times before. I've said this many times before, and you probably get tired of hearing it, but Keenan Allen is Justin Herbert's favorite target. That's who he throws to. His production dip that we're seeing is going to correct itself soon enough. Austin Eckler just had a big game too. He had almost 100 yards receiving against the, and a touchdown against the Bears. So you can take advantage of anyone that opens up the game log. They see two straight quiet games for Keenan Allen, and then they start to panic when they see that, uh-oh, you know, Allen's game came with a side order of a big game for Austin Eckler, but he might not be cheap to go after. He's not necessarily someone that you're buying low. You're just buying him without the ceiling right now. He hasn't had the ceiling in the past two weeks. He hasn't hit it. But I think if you could move a guy like Jordan Addison for him in some sort of package deal, we just talked about him earlier in the show. I think he'd be in pretty good shape.
0: I mean, you want to talk about almost stealing my uh, potential buy. I, I'm all over Keenan Allen. I, I like how you brought him up. Again, I notice when you look at Keenan Allen at face value, he's, tar- from a target standpoint, he's getting the ball, or at least getting the opportunity as much as he did early on in the year when he was going off, right? Um, clearly there's, n- him and Herbert just haven't been able to connect, but I fully expect that um, to correct itself. I'm buying the heck out of, of, out of Keenan Allen, to be honest. I think he's a potential league winner. Even if you have to pay an expensive price to get him, Um, I think this is a guy that a lot of people are looking at what he did early on in the year, and you're looking at a dip of production, but they don't look beneath the face value stats, Um, suggests that he's a fantastic buy. So I couldn't agree more. Um, My buy is also a receiver, and I'm going with DJ Moore. Um, Again, this is a guy that hasn't had his quarterback one his QB one Justin Fields been sidelined with a dislocated thumb I expect him to be back shortly but the longer he's out the cheaper DJ Moore's price gets um so you look at DJ Moore you look at his four last four games with Justin Fields he was putting up 16 fantasy points 13 fantasy points 27 and 49 he went six catches for 104 yards against Tampa he went eight catches for 131 against Denver And another eight catches for 230 on that massive big game against Washington on Thursday night. And then now you look at his numbers with Bajan. He's still getting the ball target from, from a target perspective. He's still seeing eight, nine targets a game. But obviously the talent level at quarterback just isn't the same, right? Now, when you look at a potential buy, you want someone that's seeing a lot of opportunity. And I think DJ Moore still is. And there's no indication that that's going to change anytime soon. If anything, it's going to get better when DJ, when Justin Fields comes back. I'm buying the heck out of DJ Moore. I think he's honestly, you could probably get him for wide receiver two price right now. I think he's going to be a serious wide receiver one down the stretch once he gets his quarterback back. Once that wrap, which you saw, you saw, you take away that first game. I think he had like four fantasy points. You take away that first game, he was putting up serious numbers with Justin Fields, and I expect that to to immediately come back as soon as Justin Fields steps steps back on the field.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, man. Um, I I do think that you know this past week, you know, it was definitely a tougher week, you know, for Chicago. Um, but at the same time, like I do like the fact that Tyson Badger you know, is at least putting putting you know on target you know he's putting it on target for dj Moore for the most part now he's not being targeted down the field and that sort of thing and that's okay i'm not overly worried about it um but i do think that once justin fields comes back like you said he could be a absolute monster our sponsor for this episode is better vision it's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place if you have accounts on all of these different sports books you have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you place certain bets, and it gets confusing, but not anymore, not with Better Vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place, and not only that, the best part is Better Vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets, all right? So if you like a play, normally you will look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds. Uh, And then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side-by-side comparison all on one screen within one app? And then you just click on the bet that you want to make within Better Vision, and you're good to go. Okay, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the App Store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O, so B-E-T-T-O-R, Vision, in the App Store today. All right, so let's get into the sales now. All right. My first sell, my only sell for this episode is Gus Edwards. He was the overall RB6 and the overall RB3 in the last two weeks. That is so far from where he's going to be finishing most weeks. Uh, You kind of have to take advantage of this peak value if you can. Uh, It took a touchdown and 180-yard reception in week seven. It took three touchdowns last week in a great matchup against Arizona. Now he has Seattle this week who've allowed the lowest yards per carry to running backs this season. Another tough overall matchup against the Browns the following week in which he averaged 3.2 yards per carry in his last game against them earlier this year. He is a touchdown dependent early down back. Uh, Similar to David Montgomery, who I wanted to buy, but we know exactly what the Lions like to do when they get down near the goal line. Completely different situation, and we have a two-year sample of that. Now, the positives for Gus is that he is slowly taking over that backfield. Like There's no real ambiguity here at this point who the primary early down guy is in the backfield at this point, right? There's no ambiguity over who the goal line back is, you know, at this point as well, right? 100% of their attempts inside the five-yard line over the last two games has been to Gus Edwards, okay? So he is a legit, like, low-end RB2 at this point. Like, you can start him every single week, but he's just not an RB1 like he's finished over the last two weeks. You know, the game scripts against the Lions and Cardinals were perfect for him. So, if I can trade him now for like a solid wide receiver, too, maybe, right? Or use him in a package to get a more high end player, maybe somebody more dependable, I would do that.
2: Yeah. It, for me, I agree with the SIG 100%. It's about capitalizing on the value that you have right now. The past two weeks look like RB1 production. We know that he's not an RB1. The touchdowns have been there, and that's what's got him there, but that's not going to be the case every single week. I, I think this is a perfect call right here. We're go. he could. Gus Edwards be an RB two the rest of the way. Yeah, I think so. But the ceiling that we've seen, is not going to be there every week the rest of the way? And I'm pretty much echoing what you just said. Uh, I'm in on this completely. He was one of the guys I was thinking about selling too, but um, you mentioned those tough matchups coming up. There's no reason to hang on to him, especially if you can move him and get someone better. So I'm with you on that one, but I have another sell, and it's not a running back again. It's a wide receiver. And it's Devontae Smith. And this one seems easy, but it's definitely something just because the deal is easy doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Devontae Smith, this isn't an indictment on him as a receiver. You know, Devontae Smith is a very good receiver. He's a very good piece on any offense. It just happens that he's playing opposite of A.J. Brown and A.J. Brown is dominating. No other number two receiver would be able to compete with the production that Brown has had these past six weeks. And it's going to be – was it seven weeks? I'm not even sure. It was six weeks where he has a 125-yards receiving streak. But guess what? Devontae Smith, he just gifted you a cell window with 99 yards and a touchdown. The Eagles had a great matchup against the Commanders in week nine. Both A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith were able to come through. But that's just not going to be the case every single week. We've seen that the past five weeks. You know, since week three, A.J. Brown, he has a 32% target share to Devontae Smith's 20%. These numbers courtesy of Fantasy Life's utilization report, 48% air yard share to Smith's 26% air yard share, and he's averaging 27 points per game to Devontae Smith's 10. So, for comparison's sake, last year, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, they were earning 28 and 27% target shares, respectively. Smith has finished outside the weekly top 15 in six of his eight games this year. There's going to be more of that where that came from. Look ahead to his schedule in the next four weeks, too. The Eagles have Dallas in week nine, a bye in week 10, and then back-to-back matchups against Kansas City and Buffalo. Dallas and Kansas City, they're both top five and fewest fantasy points allowed to receivers this season. And then he's going to have his bye. He's not going to be able to do anything for you in that game either. So moving on from player before their bye is never a bad thing. The odds of Smith having another game like he had against the Commanders over the next few weeks pretty darn low so take advantage of this selling opportunity before you're stuck again with smith putting up single digits on a weekly basis there's a chance he could be relegated to your flex i don't want to say your bench but if aj brown's going to keep playing like this which it looks like that's going to be the case jalen hurts has completely switched the way he's targeting these receivers this season compared to last season i think you definitely need to take advantage of this sell him now because he's not going to have this type of value You you're pretty much cutting your losses with this one
0: Yeah, I honestly, I think you hit the nail on the head in every single thing you said there, right? With the emergence of AJ Brown, he's not going to slow down any soon, anytime soon. And again, it was a struggle to sell Devontae Smith outside of before last week. And again, he posted a great stat line. So the buy, uh, sorry, the sell window is now open. Um, I'm considering selling him wherever I got him. Uh, I think, again, his role clearly took a backseat to AJ Brown, respectfully so, though, like we're talking, he's breaking records here. So I don't think yeah. they're going to necessarily stop targeting him at the rate that they aren't. Cause it's clearly working. He's single-handedly winning them some games. Um, but yeah, I think he's a perfect sell uh, coming off that 99 yard performance for sure. Um, my cell isn't someone that's necessarily coming off any type of big performances as of recent. Um, he's more so a guy that I'm trying to capitalize on the name value that he holds. And it pains me to say this as a cowboy fan, but I'm selling Tony Pollard. Um, it's clear the Cowboys' run game just is not what it was last year. Say what you want. Maybe it's Tony Pollard being better fit as a in a complimentary role because he had Zeke Elliott last year, but you look at his most recent production. He in his last four games, he's gone less than nine fantasy points in PPR formats. In PPR formats in those three of his last four games, right? So we're talking super low production here. Obviously, is that the floor? Probably. Um, but the ceiling necessarily hasn't been there either, right? You watch the Cowboys. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that they can't really run the ball. Um, and there might be people out there that still see Tony Pollard as that RB1, elite RB1 that he was drafted. Um, unfortunately, he I don't think he's going to be that uh, this year. So maybe you'll be able to capitalize on that and – sell him try and make your team stronger maybe trade him for an rb two and and a wide receiver to sort of try and trade him for um two guys make your team a little stronger because i genuinely think that um the better days of tony pollard from a fantasy perspective are behind uh, behind us just looking at the scheme and and the way the cowboys offense is 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 run um it just there's nothing there from 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 a running the ball perspective
1: He is one of the most, I think, one of the guys I'm torn on the most, right? These game strips, these game strips have been so weird, right? For the Cowboys. Like, one game, they're completely dominating, and Rico Dowdles getting like, right? (laughs) Or they're getting like blown out, right? Or they're playing against the top. Like, it's there's a lot of weird stuff going on. CD Lamb, like, you know, he had like two great games this year, right? And it's like, all right, well, is that coming back down? Like, what's going to happen this week, right? And then you have the you have a tough Philly matchup this week, right? Not an easy matchup for running backs. Like, what happens there? Um, so it, it it is a little bit confusing. I will say though that I tend to agree with you that I think Tony Pollard is somebody that if you can get a, a more a actual RB one for him, I'll do one for one. Yeah, like give me Kenneth yeah. Walker, right? Give me, um, like give me DeAndre Swift. Right, oh, yeah. like these guys were not RB ones, right? Like several weeks ago, but they, they are now. And Tony Powell is still being viewed as one. Tony Powell is mm-hmm. probably more of an RB two at this point. Right? I agree. And, yeah. You know, and, and it's tough. He has he has RB. He has like he's an RB two with upside. Like that's kind of yeah. how I'm viewing him at this point. Because his upside's
0: tough. like crazy, but yeah, he, again, but just at, not utilized. I
1: mean, you look at his volume. His volume just yeah. like hasn't been there uh at all like you know in weeks 2 and 3 he's had some high value high volume games you know he's had the the a lot of targets like in that chargers game um it's kind of up and down um now here's the thing with pollard right don't sell him if you're not getting that rb1 value back or that Absolutely. that high and wide receiver two value back because the name value is so big that you'll be selling him short number one and number two is there a chance that tony pollard you know, ends up coming through at some point. Like, I think there is a chance, right? I hope Once so. <laughs> this game stabilized A little bit more and, yeah. you know, they get more competitive games with not as bad matchups, right? Where he's very involved in the game plan. Right. Yeah. We haven't seen those games in a while. So when that happens, we could see a lot of usage out of him. So, so we'll see how, we'll see what happens. It's a tough one, but if you can get the value, um, I think, I think I would, I would do it. Um, if you're, if you guys are looking for our rankings, you can find that at upperhand you can also sign up for our free daily newsletter as well that people seem to have really are really enjoying. Uh, you can sign up on our website for that as well. Christian, we really appreciate you joining. This was a lot of fun. Um, you can find Christian at Catch the Bliss on Instagram. You can also find his podcast by searching for the CTB show or you can just search Catch the Blitz uh, as well on your podcast app for their weekly show. Christian, appreciate you man.
0: Thank you, guys. I really had a great time. I I hope we were able to do this again. Maybe I'll get you guys on my show one day, but uh, I had a blast. Thank you again. Um, And I hope you guys have better fantasy luck than I have had uh, in recent weeks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's going to do it for us today, guys. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow to talk quarterbacks and running backs. See ya.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.